Hello, and welcome to our tiny intro. Oh my gosh, hi. Uh, Reese, you should totally tell them why we're doing a tiny intro. Okay, well, um, Kristen and all of you, we are doing a tiny intro because this is our very last episode. My dog just tried to jump on the bed and totally wiped out. <laughs> Carol, come on, baby. You can do it. Here, I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't know how she's going to keep showing her face around here. Um, uh, we are doing, get your face out of my face. Uh, we are doing a tiny intro because this is our very last episode of to Ellen Back's first season. And so we want to keep you all in the loop about what happens next. Uh, for starters, just like Marina, that's a spoiler. This is a spoiler. <laughs> Sorry guys. Spoiler. Just like Marina, Kristen won't be here for season two. <laughs> I'm like really, really happy that my contributions will be honored by me leaving just like Marina. Yeah. Marina? Marina. But yeah, I, guys, for the I, record, I think you're a much more fleshed out character. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, um, I've had the best time taping this season and I hope, Reese, that you'll have me back sometimes. Will you like- Of course. Maybe invite me. Like I definitely will be talking about Carmen at least twice, I hope. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, on to business. Uh, I love you all and I already miss you. And the first season has been a blast. And uh, you should probably tell them who's going to be hosting season two because it's pretty exciting. Yes. My season two co-host is going to be Carly Houston, who is very funny. And she does not like Shane as much as I like Shane, which will be interesting. <laughs> Um, Carly is a director, writer, and producer of films, including Suicide Kale, and she's a co-creator of the hit comic book series Heavy Vinyl and a former writer for Autostraddle.com. What Carly, a resume. Yeah, what a resume. I mean, that's like very brief. Carly's done like all kinds of shit. Um, Carly and I have been friends for 12 years. Yeah, 12 years? Yes. A remarkable accomplishment. <laughs> I know. It's really hard to, <laughs> to tolerate me for that long. <laughs> for, 12, for 12 years, we had totally different haircuts back then. Um, ever since uh, she commented on my little blog, Auto Win, and we decided to process our breakups in the spring of 2007 by writing a lesbian TV show that unfortunately nobody picked up. However, if you used to read my recaps on the Elward Online way, way back in the day, you will recognize her from being one of the friends in my seasons five and season six recaps. And so Carly and I are just very excited to spend even more time talking about our favorite topic, the L Word for you. And yeah, you also heard Carly a couple episodes ago. Oh, yeah, Carly that's right. was a guest right here in this podcast. So you kind of know her already. Yeah, you kind of know her already. And uh, if you're going to Comic-Con this weekend in San Diego, she's going to be there. You could meet her on Friday. Just saying, if you wanted to do Holy that, you could do that. crap. I won't be there because no one invited me to go to Comic-Con. You know what, things. Reese? Nobody invited me either. So fine. Or is it this week? I don't know when it is. Comic-Con. It's in San Diego. If you're going, you probably know when it is. So next week, uh, there will be a little special episode with some of the Autostraddle senior editors. And then we will be off the week of the 22nd. So you should take that time to really um, just think about your life and your choices. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the 29th, we will be back in action with the season two premiere. And I'll be drinking a cocktail with Marina, you know, just off on a beach somewhere. Yeah. In Italy or Spain or yep. Germany or France Germ or yeah, any the Netherlands, them. Denmark, uh, <laughs> Bolivia, um, Uruguay, Paraguay. That's uh, a perfect Trinidad segue. and Tobago. Judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way. This 
I'm Reese. In my entire life, people have said that I would become a psychopath if I didn't learn how to feel. But I want to know, Kristen, what the fuck is so great about feeling? <laughs> Hi, I'm Kristen, and nothing, Reese, nothing <laughs> is great about feeling. <laughs> now, do you think that because it's the season finale, we can say that we can try, really try to say that the name of this podcast together? Yeah, totally. <clears throat> and this is. To Ellen back. Before we begin, we should take note that Karen is not here with us today because someone stole her car out and of the driveway. And then she found she it. She found it. <laughs> she found it herself without the help of any police officers. She just found her own car. So that's what she's doing right now. Yeah. She's um, dealing with the fact that she found her stolen car on her own. So, Karen, we wish you and your car um, the best of luck. Happy mm-hmm. reunion. We yes. miss you. Yeah. Um, I should probably tell everybody that To Ellen Back is an auto straddle podcast where we are watching and discussing the L word one episode at a time. And today is the finale. The- Final episode of the L Word television program, season one. It is called Limb from Limb. Oof. I do feel like my limbs were taken from my body. Yeah, a little bit, huh? This. Yeah, I feel a bit torn. <laughs> like bit. you're all out of faith a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm lying. I'm actually lying naked on the floor right now taping yeah. this episode. I have, uh, I have a little bit of clothing on. But just enough. And I also have a like a cup filled with ice with me. So if it gets too hot in my closet, I can just drop ice down my cleavage. I mean, I'm saying cleavage in quotes because. Well, I know, mean, this is kind of really provide much cleavage. Yes. T- taking the turn right into phone sex right here. We went, <laughs> we went from Natalie and Bruglia to phone sex without missing a fucking beat. So I think it's going to be a good episode. That's probably what it's like to be Natalie and Bruglia, you know. <laughs> so this week's episode was directed by Tony Goldwyn. Uh, wow. A.K.A. Fitz from Scandal, huh? And it was written by Eileen Shaken. Great job, Eileen. Eileen has had quite a weekend. It's like right before she wrote this episode, we were all like, "Come on, Eileen!" <laughs> uh, and then she wrote this killer. This is you said last week, so you know I'm like a goldfish. Everybody listening all, at this point knows that I'm like a goldfish. So I really didn't remember um, anything mm-hmm. about this episode, but you said last week when we were taping that you think that this is the best episode of the entire series. I do, yes. And um, I don't remember a ton of the episodes, but I will say that out of the season, this is definitely the best one. And I cried so many times. I watched the episode twice back to back, once on the subway, uh, which I would not recommend watching this on the subway because <laughs> definitely all of the people around me saw so many nipples and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> um, but I also, by the time I got to the end, was crying and then I went right from crying to watching it a second time. And so I am destroyed. I watched it yesterday. Did you cry? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Although at different parts than I remember crying before. 
Ooh, well, yeah. that's probably an that's indicator. That's the thing of... you grow up and you cry about mm -hmm. different things. That's what growing up is. It's not like you it... run out of reasons to cry. No. <laughs> it's just It's just, different. yeah, turning, turning the page of the book to a whole new list of reasons to cry. Yeah. Well, let's jump in. I have a bone to pick, actually, with the very beginning of this. Um, <laughs> okay. which is just, oh, should okay, we first so... say that we've decided to have a celebratory cocktail for the finale? Oh, yes. Yes. Just what in are you case drinking? things devolve as the episode goes on, I just want people to know that's why. Um, I am having uh, tequila and grapefruit juice. Oh, that really is a cocktail. And bitters. I'm having a giant glass of whiskey. Mm. Uh, it's, it's rather large. And I don't know if that's going to help me or hurt me, to be honest, but we'll yeah. find out. I mean, it's going to hurt me because after this, I have to like continue doing work because it'll only be like mm. seven, you know? Right. See, over here, it's already 8.15 yeah. p.m. Yeah, your sun's, sun's about to go down on you. Yeah, sun's about to set. So my bone to pick, Reese, is mm. that, you know, and, and the cold opens throughout this season. We've been in like 1979 or like 19, whatever, mm. 2004. We've had and present that, day, too. Okay, but this one, it says three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's no indication of what three days three days ago before what because then right. we get through it and we're still in the same so that's my bone to pick three oh, days yeah, ago that's... Hmm? oh yeah that's true <laughs> Just... um but i think that might be my uh, well, maybe my only bone to pick with this episode uh, i think maybe a little little tiny bones but it's my only big you bone. know what is sexy to me besides candace's truck which is genuinely hot oh yeah is, same whoo is bet looking like she's about to jump off a bridge saying take me somewhere take me somewhere like, which is a mood where you know, like, like the hospital <laughs> honestly i think she's confused about where like she's like take me somewhere to have sex with me take me somewhere to throw me off the bridge take yeah. me like i don't know but i'm a maybe she wants to go to one of those places where you can like make um ceramics and paint them yourself imagine imagine <laughs> But she took us. I brought you to build a bear. <laughs> you said somewhere. Oh, they go to Home God. Depot. That oh. joke would fucking work on me. If I was where <laughs> Bet was emotionally and this bitch took me to build a bear, I would be like, marry me. I don't care. Yeah, I'm I would. I would done. leave. T I mean, obviously, we all know I would have already left Tina, but I would definitely <laughs> right. leave Tina if Candace took me to build a bear. Oh, Although Candace does have suspect morals, I think we can say. Yes. But so does Beth. Yeah, they both do. I actually thought when we rolled out of the credits, um, and I'm skipping ahead a minute, but don't worry, we'll backtrack because they go to this B&B, &B, if you will. But it starts with them like walking through what looks like a vineyard. And since I don't remember the episode, I was like, did she take her to a vineyard to <laughs> fuck on the dirt? Like, I was so confused. I'm already dropping the first ice cube. It's hot. In, it's hot as hell in here. <laughs> Are you really genuinely dropping ice cubes down your shirt? Yeah. Incredible. Wow. It's just like Pride 2008 for me. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's let's get into... Oh, actually, Reese, this is a big moment for us because after today's episode, we will not have the same... I know this is a little bit of a spoiler, but we will not have the same credit music. Mm -hmm. And so, so this our... is the very last time you're going to hear this. <gasps> That's also, you know, I wish they had kept it going because first of all, Portis, so Portis had plays during this next scene and Portis had is like, it's like default sex music. If you can't think of what else to play, you just play Portis had, but it would have been funny if when they were playing with each other's nipples, instead it had been like, you know, would have been like a whole different kind of nipple play. I think it was a solid, I don't know, half an hour of nipple play. 
It was so much nipple play. I know because as aforementioned, I was on the subway and I was like, this is like, and when you watch uh, Netflix on your phone, you can like, similar to a podcast, like skip forward uh, a certain amount. And I, I was so close to skipping forward. And then I was like, it's got to end soon. And then I just wound up watching nipples for so long. I yeah. was so embarrassed. So yeah, Ro- in case Robin. you're wondering, yeah, whose nipples are being played with? <laughs> It's Jenny and Robin. They've had sexual intercourse, which means Jenny has successfully had sex with a woman besides Marina. Yeah. And also, her voice is at full mouse pitch. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that's her pitch? like? Do you think it's that's like, like her post orgasm? <laughs> like after Jenny has an orgasm, yeah. she's like, "Oh my god!" Like it's just like three <laughs> octaves higher. Her tiny mouse. I know. Voice. It is a yeah. It's it's kind of an adult baby voice. Um, yeah. Then Robin just fucks her. Yeah, well, well, Robin is like she tells Robin that she has a date, and Robin's like, "I'm jealous," and and Jenny's like, "That's good," and she's like, "Yeah, it is." And then they fuck, and then Again. Tim comes home with the newspaper. Oh, this kind of broke my. Heart. I know he's like trying to heal, and he's trying to like do the right thing, and he sees them fucking, and he feels confused and disoriented. But then he's like, "I'm still gonna leave her the paper." And it made me feel sad. Yeah, he was going to wipe his butt with the paper, but he was like, I'm just going to leave it for Jenny. (laughs) You know, she loves arts and leisure. Also, Jenny (laughs) reads the paper. Okay. Yeah, Jenny doesn't read the fucking paper, right? Yeah, no. Okay, so then we go to this B and B. Okay, Uh, I have so... All right. Yeah, you got stuff, huh? (gasps) What? Okay, bed and breakfast is at least $300 a night. Mm -hmm. So why would you... Why not go to... Like, there's so many sexy hotels in LA that... I mean, are probably also that much, but you could also go to like a different, you go to like a motel. You could, there's hotels, there's like low budget hotels. Yeah, I don't think Bet is low budget is the thing. You know, She's not paying. Uh, well, I don't think she realized that, but it's good thing. You know, I, I don't just know don't think you... of B and B's. I mean, they're called bed no. and breakfast. You're supposed to sleep there and then have breakfast. Like that's right. part of what you're paying for. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a lofty place to have an affair, but I I really do feel that this is reflective of Beth that she's like I know a, I know a place where we can fuck, and it's like this <laughs> they have the best granola. Like, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's another there's a straight couple there also who seem to be having their little right? liaison. So it's like, is this like a no tell motel for people who like really like I don't know gingham. <laughs> If you're going to have an affair and you like gangham, come to our bed and breakfast. <laughs> the no-tell bre- bed and... You don't even yeah. need to have breakfast. The bed <laughs> the and no- bed. The bed and go. Yeah, the, the bed and no breakfast. The bed and no breakfast. The only it's thing you have to eat is each other's genitals. Wow. It's a catchy slogan. Yeah, thank you. That's me. I'm a catchy slogan writer. So, yeah, so Candace pays for it because she's apparently done this before. She's like, you're not going to want that on your credit card statement. And I'm like, whoa, Candace. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and Bet Bet cannot make it even up the fucking mm-hmm. stairs before she's making out with her. And then, like you mentioned, the straight couple comes out. And I couldn't figure it out because I, I got the same impression that they were also having an affair. Mm-hmm. But it, then I was like, is it to just be like a straight couple that is actually using the bed and breakfast? And they're like, what are these lesbians doing making out on the stairs? And then Bet unclasps her overalls, which is a very, <laughs> you know, like that. I don't know if there's any way to do that sex sexy. No, you I think that if also Candace's overalls are big enough where she could have just like pulled the straps. Yeah, down, she could have, which would have mm-hmm. been a little bit of a sexier move. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this reminded me of a session taught at A Camp, which was a submission for control freaks. Yeah, which is exactly. What we're seeing illustrated here. It is what um, we're seeing illustrated here because Bet obviously is like tries to top, but not very hard. No, she does not try very hard. And at Candace all. is like, you can't always be in control. And Bet's like, okay. Bet like giggles. It's like she immediately <laughs> is a bot, like it becomes an instant bottom. She's like, yeah. yeah, but she's been waiting for this her whole life. Yeah. It's, it's pretty hot. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of very hot sex in this mm-hmm. episode. I will remind you that I watched on the subway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is um, much like lesbian life itself. It's sex, crying, sex, yeah. crying, Oof. sex, crying, an art opening that no one really wants to go to, and sex, sex and crying, and, crying. and yeah. a dead cat. And the, the credits really, the, the theme song could have been just like sex and crying, sex and crying, <laughs> sex yeah. and crying, sex and crying. First, Tina needs a plumber and a construction worker. This wasn't a sex scene, but Tina has never looked better. Tina has never looked better, and I have never liked Tina more than in this episode. She's trying to fix a sink. She's trying to fix a sink. She's trying to fucking... She's... I like Tina scorned. I'll tell you what. I like her (laughs) mad. I like her upset. I like her... She's doing... Like, Laurel, good job in this episode. Yeah. Pleasantly surprised because I was gutted by this performance that, you know, we'll talk about more. But I agree. In this scene, I was like, yeah, Tina. She's got a Henley on. She's got her fry boots on. She's trying to do plumbing. Her and Oscar are, like, getting into the dirt to, like, build something for, some you know, someone. Some kids. Underprivileged kids. kids. (laughs) And they, uh, but then they're like, well, we can't really do this ourselves. We're going to need a plumber and a carpenter. Mm-mm-mm. And I think we all know where that's going to go. We sure do. So also I just had a thought, like maybe the reason that Bet and Tina are struggling so much is that like this whole time Bet has just been a bottom and Tina's been a top and they mm-hmm. were confused. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shane is outside of Shane. He's <laughs> soon to be shut down, never opened hair salon. Yeah, it already has. But they've already they've done nothing except put the sign outside uh, sort of a decal but it's already like isn't it like no it's it's still in full bloom here so they have like the shane decal and shane's like s h a yeah yeah usually i mean i haven't opened a lot of storefronts but i do think that's the last thing you do is put up the sign well every you know i'm surprised there isn't like a line of girls outside they're like this is where shane is yeah she never called me Oh, if only we could have seen the opening of Shane. And then Steve saddles up. Wow, Steve gets, Steve takes a hard turn from the L word to the Sopranos in this episode. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he's like, so you're fucking my daughter. I'm okay with it, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, you know, Sherry's having a hard time, even though we're evolved, whatever. Yeah, but he's like, if you want to go into business with someone... You shouldn't fuck their daughter, basically. Right. And, and Shane Shane's is like, literally is, leaving. I, I mean, I do for, yes, this is my favorite episode. But again, I hate this kind of shit. Like, no one would confront someone about something like this and then literally refuse to hear their side. Like, just completely cut them off and not listen to a word they say. Right. Like, right. Shane Especially keeps being when like, I did Kaya. not. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at her lipstick. Look at her eye sh- eyeliner. That's a troubled teen. <laughs> That's a troubled teen. Full She's of lies. Lie, Steve. Her hair is Steve. full of lies. I can't I, believe I anybody, was, you know, how, how did Sherry believe Clay? I know. On. Don't you know your own kid? Right. Look at Shane. Her, her, her jacket's buttoned all the way up. <laughs> oh, boy. 
So Shane beelines for, and also I want everyone to know that um, I have wanted for the longest time to own a small Toyota pickup truck. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, is this my route? Like, is this where that <laughs> came from? Because that is the truck that I have wanted for so long, perhaps since 2004. Anyway, I want to just give a special shout out to Steve for his last line in this scene, which mm-hmm. is the fuck. He really, <laughs> he really he nails it. He does a really good job. It reminded me of all of my Italian relatives. Um, so, you know, 50 points to Team Steve. Yep. So all right. Shane is in the truck. She goes right on over to Chez Sherry <laughs> to set the shit straight. She tries to get in, but no one's letting her in until Clea lets her in. And Clea uh, seems to think car. they have a relationship of some kind. Yeah, Clea needs to get it together. Yeah. Um, I do like her hoodie collection. I will say that. She's got a good hoodie collection. But Yeah, she's warm. So they drive in because Clea lets her in. And then Shane is like, there's nothing happening between us. Leave me alone. Runs in. Sherry is like, don't talk to me. And tries hitting her and is like, go away. And Shane is like, stop. I did not do anything. She's lying. I would never do that to you. You know that. I love you. And then Mm -hmm. Clea is right behind her. And she's like, obviously mad at her mom because. I mean. Because her mom stole her girl, her potential girlfriend, which happened all the time on daytime talk show TV. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they could have definitely gone right to Jerry Springer. They could have. Yeah. Um, I want to give a special shout out to a couple of things in this scene. Um, A, I love. Tracksuit. Yes, the tracksuit, the <laughs> mm-hmm. fucking tracksuit. It's real hot. Um, and uh, another line delivery, which is Clea's, you fucking bitch at the door, <laughs> like really channeled every 17 year old emotion I've ever had in my life. Like, yeah. really, really knocking it out of the park. And so everyone is broken. This fucking next scene, the way that it started makes it made me burst out laughing both times back to back that I watched it because it like cuts from this chaos at Chez Sherry mm-hmm. uh, right into like Jenny, like for one time in her entire life, like having put on like a button up sweater and mm-hmm. like gelled her hair. Yeah. And she's like pouring tea. Yeah. And she's like, I'm she's about to have a, a, a day of accomplishment. Yes. <laughs> you know, when you're like all set up in the morning, you're like, this is going to be a good one. And then five hours later, <laughs> doing geography quizzes on Sporkle. Like, what am I doing with my life? Um, yeah, yeah. And she's getting organized. She's so happy about her upcoming life. And Tim comes in and he's like, hey, we should get a divorce. <laughs> and I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's right. He's not wrong. And and they, like, they have a lot of moments in this episode where they are eye to eye in a way that feels very nice. And then, of course, there's a bunch of moments that we'll get to where Tim is fucking out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, but also, they could have just not turned in the paperwork to get married in the first place yeah i don't know i you know yeah but maybe that lady did from the Uh, chapel mm. i don't know how it works okay so the next scene is very hard for me but i also it's like i couldn't figure out i know that it was played for seriousness mr piddles but it was also like kind of played for comedy yeah parts but like for me i was like dana i was just dana because (laughs) i have lost a cat and it was the probably no joke Losing a cat was the worst loss I've ever experienced in terms of, like, a a thing dying. I mean, like, I found elements of the funeral later funny. Yeah. But Dana sobbing about Mr. Mr. P was, like, it was too real. It was too real for me. Yeah. I Um, felt like it was, like, it was, I felt like it was both funny and dramatic. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah. I think that's what it was meant to be. I mean, she comes in and Tanya's obviously, like, doesn't know how to deal with it because she doesn't care about the cat. And 
Al, and so then Alice comes in, which is always, it is kind of, I always find it cute when like a partner brings in the best friend instead, you know, because mm-hmm. they're like, listen, like I, this is my partner and I love them, but like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I, yeah. that's always like a very touching sort of like handoff. I have always found. Totally. totally. Um, and first, Alice looks incredible too. Everyone looks great. Yeah, this, and right. she's, <laughs> and she, she knows how to comfort Dana and takes it really seriously and is like, only the best for Mr. P will have a funeral. And Dana's yeah. like, okay, in her Free City t-shirt. And she's still holding Mr. Pedals, who's been dead for several hours. Yeah, that part is upsetting to me. Yeah. Mo- <laughs> that yeah. she's been holding his dead body for mm-hmm. three hours. But yeah, she doesn't want him cremated. And it is. it is. It's very sweet. And especially like we all know now where this episode is going. So this is like a very meaningful exchange on a lot of levels because like... Alice loves Dana so much. Dana loves Alice so much. Okay. So we go to the CAC. We do. And Kit and Ivan have come to bring Bet some takeout from Real Food Daily, a restaurant on La Cienega, which is owned <laughs> by a woman and serves plant-based meals and has wow. done so since 1993. And it's still open. It's still open. That's so rad. Yeah. And it is exactly the kind of place that Bet would want food from want her, for sure. Want her food from. Yeah. yeah, and so to continue, there's a there's a little like we bounce around a little bit, but to continue this this scene, you know, skip skipping over the next little in, intro. No, what is it called? Interstitial. Mm-hmm. Skipping over the next little interstitial. This scene that that is like Kit, Ivan, and Bet. I found ooh. very, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Do you want to say what your ooh? Is <laughs> well, it's just it's funny. I think like when Bet has no control over her own life, she tries to control someone else's, right? Mm-hmm. But so Bet sees that Ivan is obviously smitten by Kit and that they yes. seem to be spending a lot of time together. And Bet is like, Kit, that is a woman, even though she dresses like a man. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you guys aren't going to be together and you're leading her on and you should stop doing it. And Kit is like, thank you for this lesson in the mating <laughs> rituals of indigenous lesbians. Maybe yeah. next week we can do butch femme rolls. <laughs> and I was like, damn. Yeah, Kit, Kit definitely has had a lesbian sister for long enough to mm-hmm. fucking know how to drag her because she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and they have this like pronoun off basically yeah. <laughs> where every time, every time Kit That's refers it. to Ivan, she uses he. And every time Bet refers to Ivan, she uses she very pointedly. And yeah, Bet has a really nice eye roll at the end as well. Yeah. She's like, ugh, Kit. I feel like here you can see the tension around who this character was going to be, you know? The the tension around who Ivan was going to be? Yeah. Gwen Turner said that she had wanted Ivan to be a non-binary character. Yeah. So the interstitial that happens um, sort of like in between the CAC scene is Candace going over to I just call it volunteer because I don't understand where they are actually Mm -hmm. like they're at this place no it's like Um, a set they use for something else I think they were probably on the set of like news radio (laughs) so Candace shows up and Tina's like I guess you know what I want to talk about Candace Candace plays it pretty cool you know she's she's like like, no 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 actually I I don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then Sorry, but the thing I like most about this scene, besides the fact that it's like important for Candace and Tina, whatever, is that fucking Tina, this is just all I thought of was you, Reese, because Tina's like, the kids. Like, she's just talking about generic kids. She's like, the kids love this space. Like, do it for the kids. Yeah. And Candace is like, anything for the kids. Yeah, anything for the kids, for the proverbial kids. Yeah. I haven't met any kids in this show. 
Then we go to the aquarium. The aquarium. And Jean, so you said last episode, you were like, I really like Jean. Yeah. And I think that you, I think that you liked Jean because you remembered like this whole episode mm. too. Um, I couldn't remember what Jean's deal was, but oh my God, I wrote sweet Jean like 40 times in my notes. Yeah. You know what Jean really, like Jean, and I didn't think this at the time, but I thought this now, like, is that, you know, like, um, I don't, I don't know if this is weird to say or not, but you know, like, so like bisexual girls who like most of their friends are lesbians mm-hmm. who have like bisexual girls who have boyfriends, but most of their social group is lesbians. They always have boyfriends right. like this who are like really sweet and kind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. really kind and patient and they're feminists and like they're like they're they're fine <laughs> to like take a back seat when necessary. They're really respectful. They, they're they in touch with their emotions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I do. This is the He's new male. The new male. <laughs> He's just so caring and open i never dated anyone like this (laughs) yeah well i mean i never dated men but uh, i dated tim's for sure i never dated a gene yeah i mean i don't think that i i don't know that i would be able to date a gene but i i love a gene i'll say i'll say that so they're at the aquarium which um he talks about how his ex hated fish um and and loved exercise (laughs) In the morning, and he worked overnight. So, yeah, yeah, they were not a good match. And then he he seduces her with sea mammal facts, which is honestly lesbian appropriation. (laughs) He is, but he's like, so they kiss, right? Yeah. And Jenny is like, that was nice. And Jean is like, seriously? Because like, yeah, he has he has a point. Like if yeah. I kissed somebody and they were like, that was nice. I would be like, are you? Fu-? OK. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, then he seduces her by being like, I think that maybe you should see the seals because I wish that the seals were actually like goldfish, like that all of the fish in this entire series were just misnamed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's but look yeah, at the can- sharks. Oh, look, it's an otter. <laughs> so he takes her into his office, which yeah. is a cool office, man. Yeah. What happens next kind of reminds me of me also, or of old me, where like I didn't really know what to do with men besides the sex part, you know? Yeah, because the sex, I mean, you know, I don't have a ton of experience with this, but I, I was just like, this is very quick. You don't even see Jean's butt. He just takes his penis out of his pants and puts it in Jenny. Well, Jenny takes it out. Oh, Jenny takes it out. Yeah, like Jenny, I felt Jenny like initiate. I feel like Jenny was like as soon as I started making out, like Jenny immediately, which I feel like is how I was too, which I think is because I wasn't as interested in making out. Like I was just like, oh, well, sex feels good. Let's do that. Right. Like as soon as, and then just because I think it was automatic for her because like what she talked to Robin about last week. And I feel like she was just like, okay, we're hooking up now. It's time for the fucking. Like she was, I felt like she was making it go, like she was pushing it forward. And of course, I mean, he's was like, okay, sure. Yeah. Let's have sex against this thing. And then she starts crying. Oh, it's yeah. This is also, I wrote down Emmy for Mia. Yeah. um, Oh my God. And in this episode, I mean, I think, I think like everyone gives a really fantastic performance in this episode. Yeah. Uh, But this, yeah, this moment where she's, cause she's like crying and also he's trying to comfort her and the response she has to him trying to like hug her it also reads so true like mm-hmm. she's like 
crying about things that have nothing to do with him, but also he just was having sex with her. And so she's like not really into the embrace, but also kind of is like, I, but that's, that's weird if I don't like let this person hug me. It's just like it all felt very conflicted and awful uh, in a very real way. Yeah, she because it's like she starts crying and he's like, oh, my God, like, are you OK? And then you and then for a second, you really think and I forgot what had happened because it's been so long since I've seen this. Like you think like, oh, she's going to like pull it together or whatever. Yeah. And then instead of pulling it together, she just starts sobbing. Oh, and it's so good. It's, it's so good. A fucking real sob. Like it's it's like a sob where you I like sometimes when people do that good of a job at sobbing in a in a TV show or a movie, I think about the like camera people that were behind yeah. the camera, just like frozen. Like nobody breathed. <laughs> just like everybody, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck this up. This is gold. Yeah. Oh. By the way, they shot it at the aquarium of the Pacific in Long Beach. Oh, so it was. <sighs> Thanks, Reese. You're welcome. Uh, so Mr. Piddles has been frozen to preserve his cat body and let him not decay. This um, scene. This, you know what the best part of this scene is? Ooh, I'd like to actually, uh, we can talk about the whole scene, but like I want to play a sound clip mm-hmm. uh, right here of Marina toasting. I'm oh not even going to say the cat's name because I'm going to let Marina say it. I would like to propose a toast um, to Mr. Piddles. Marina saying Mr. Piddles might be the best joke that's ever been made on television. <laughs> and also, um, they've set up this very extravagant funeral because Alice is an amazing friend. And mm-hmm. uh, Tanya and Alice, I mean, Tanya and Dana are dressed exactly alike already. Um, also, <laughs> like, so are Alice and Tina. Um, oh, are they? I didn't yeah, but know. I think, like, random, they're both wearing, like, I think so. I think they're both wearing black turtleneck tops. But maybe I remember it wrong. Shane is, like, speed dialing Sherry over and over again. Oh, Kit, Kit and Ivan man. come in. Antonia is so mean to Ivan. Oh my God, Tonya hates Ivan, and Ivan's yeah. like the fuck. Like I was like, is she one of those girls who like hates butch women or whatever? Like it's just like, what are you doing here? It, that's what it felt like to me. But it was what like such mean. Like like Ivan is uh, you know, really nice. I know, and Ivan's face after <laughs> they walk away, they're like, what the fucking fuck? They have a full spread. Of like all these, I was I was like I want that cheese plate. Yeah, so oh, they all have looks so great. Bet Bet has already gotten her a Christmas present, which was an art, artist rendering of Mister Piddles. Okay, <laughs> now that's pretty lesbian. I'm that sorry, that is pretty lesbian. But like yeah, an artist is. portrait of a cat. I know a lot of people who have done such stuff. And then Tina asks Bet how her day was, and Bet just gives her a look like, of course it was terrible, and like looks away. And I'm like, you. Oh my god asshole you fucking asshole also also when bet hugs dana after giving her the portrait tonya like leans in to also be a part of the hug which is like a lot and then so then of course yeah they're like should we should we tell them you know like they've made this everybody you know marina has made her toast to mr piddles and whatever and so dana's like i should say something and they get up and they stand up in front of the casket i guess and they're getting engaged. They've gotten engaged. They're getting and, married. And they're like, and- e, we're so excited. Then pan to everyone else who's just sitting there like, what? And, and Shane goes, shit. Shane. <laughs> sure, yeah. Shit. Everyone looks appalled. <laughs> everyone looks like they've been punched yeah. in the face. I actually had an experience Marina like this looks where. Marina looks like she's been harmed in some way. Like she makes an expression <laughs> like, how dare you? I know. Accurate on all counts. Like, this is not It was the best acting she did all season. Oh, God. She probably felt so inspired after she got to say Mr. Yeah, she did. She's like, that really was effective. 
Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, she is about to be done with the most painful experience of her life. We now know. <sighs> so shall we go to Bettina's? We shall. So fucking bet is so mad. This made me so upset. There were a lot of things about this episode. Shocker, I know, that made yeah, me very this, upset. I and feel like I've bet, had this conversation. Yeah, like where somebody is mad at you because they're mm -hmm. doing something yep. wrong. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> cool. That's real cool yeah. when that happens. Like, why are you trying to be friends with this so, person? And I'm like, what? Why? And then you find out later, oh, because you're fucking them. Because you were fucking them. So you were yelling mm -hmm. at me because you were... Yeah. Okay. You're obviously like, we're just reaching so, an emotional fever pitch because you think I'm going to find out that you're fucking me over even though I'm a really good person. Yep. And instead of being <sighs> fucking nice about it, so I would like to say, yes, Tina, throw mm -hmm. your shoe. Okay. So then Shane uh, is sleeping in her... She loves sleeping in a car. Mm, she loves or to sleep a truck. Or a truck of any kind. Loves to sleep in a truck. Um, she's like, there's something about a truck. Uh, and the police officer is delighted to tell her there's a restraining order against I would her like and to she's say, got to move her fucking truck. For the record, mm -hmm. as someone who has tried yeah. to file a restraining order and was told she didn't tell you she was going to kill you. She only told you that you were going to die. Wow. There is no way in hell <laughs> that family. It is not that easy to file a restraining order. You can have pages Damn. of emails filled with threats. You can have voicemail messages, especially if you're a lesbian and it's this time period. Wow. Well, that's good factual information. I've you never need tried to, to file a be able to order. prove uh, you need like a lot of stuff to file a restraining order. There's absolutely no way. Shane has done nothing that they would be able to file a restraining order for. Maybe they saw all the posters that were up around town. Uh, early <laughs> oh, yeah, that's season. right. They probably gathered evidence. They're like, well, this girl, Lacey, she uh, said you're a menace. Uh, God, doesn't that seem like 10,000 years ago? It really does. God, I feel like they I've aged so since then. I feel like I have new wrinkles. <laughs> Uh, so, um, then we would go back to Bettina's and fucking, of course, in true fashion, Bet is so sorry. She's been so stressed. You know what I love before this, though, is that Tina's doing the thing. I do this all the time, too, where, like, instead of saying what she's upset about, she's just doing everything as loudly as possible. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, sighing loudly, yeah. like, moving objects loudly, closing doors loudly, like, just making, like, making her presence as loud as possible instead of being like, this is what I'm upset about. All right. And and I, I wrote one of my notes in the scene is I love a mad yeah. Tina. No, I said it already. But like, you know, the fact that Bet is like, I'm so sorry. I'm stressed. She's like tear stained, like puffy mm. eyes. And Tina's like, I got to yeah. go. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. The fuck out of and there, Bet talks to herself. She says, what the fuck? <laughs> what the, what the what fuck was I thinking? Is what she says. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> going to say. She says, what the fuck? And then it's like yeah. cue music. All right. So speak. Let okay. me go to Jenny's. We go to Jenny's and I wrote Sweet Jean again because Sweet Jean stayed mm -hmm. overnight. And she's like, oh, I'm crazy. Jenny. And he's like, no, you just seem really sad. Also, everyone in this yeah. show is sleeping. Like, so this is the next morning when Bet when Tina came out there, Bet had slept in her full outfit on the couch. So Bet had slept in her full outfit on the couch last night. And Jenny and Jean both slept in their full outfits also. Maybe this was what it was three days ago before. Like everyone, everyone <laughs> in this show, this is not the first time. Everyone in the show is constantly sleeping with all their clothes on. And not like all, not yeah. like extravagant, <laughs> like big jammies. Like they are sleeping with all of their clothes on. So Gene finds out he was the first guy since Tim suggests that maybe she doesn't want to be with guys. And Jenny's like, no, I do. And, um, I and as do. she says that, she pulls her knees to her chest. And we see that Jenny mm -hmm. is indeed wearing the same tights 
Oh my god. Sure, the evening. I missed it. Before. Oh god, this bitch loves dirty tights. <laughs> Come on, Jenny. I was just about to say they were doing a positive thing for bisexuals in this scene, but then you said the mm-hmm. thing about the tights, and now I'm not so sure. So she wants to see Jean again. Then we go to the planet. And, you know, Ivan is old school. Something that we didn't talk about in an earlier scene when they were at the CAC is that Ivan is like, probably should get out of here so you can get home to the little woman. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We get it. Ivan's traditional, but like probably. Okay. So Ivan is ordered for Kit and, you know, Kit's like, oh, you always like know everything I want. But then Kit levels with Ivan and is like, listen, I, I can't give you what you want. I'm straight. I'm almost 50. I've, I've had, she says something like, I've had like 50 years of being straight. I've been a lifetime heterosexual. Um, and then she says, if you were a man, you'd be the perfect man. I think if this, I honestly think if this show was written today, that Kit would be bi. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. Like, because when she like, says something, that, like, that's not true. You do like him. You're smitten or her. Right. Like, she says and that he's both, both pronouns or whatever. Yeah. And, and also Ivan says, like, hey, do you know what you're looking for? And and if not, like, how do you know that I can't mm-hmm. give that thing to you? Yeah. Right. Which is a super solid point. Um, and I agree. I think that if the show was today, Kit and Ivan would have been an item. But he he smiles real big when she says, "If you were a man, you would be the perfect man." Yeah, because he probably he had immediately was like, "I have just the stuff." <laughs> He's like, "I'm gonna pull it up on my iPod, Nano later." <laughs> so at Jenny's, Jean leaves the house, and Tim is like a bat out of hell. Sure is. Who the fuck was that he's so mad because now he feels threatened and he's like you left me for a yeah. woman nobody said anything about other men in this mm-hmm. house uh, he and said he basically you swore like, i'd be the only man and she and she's like at the time i fucking thought i like i don't know man jeez <laughs> and he's like you don't make me feel good i want you out of my Which life and and also i really like that even though like he's really upset and whatever that when he says like I need you to move out or I think Jenny actually says like are you asking me to move out yeah and it's like they both kind of have this moment of understanding that like definitely this needs to happen and it does it does (sighs) so then at the CAC Bet's like give me 45 minutes in my office oh wait before this really bet standing in the (laughs) exhibit area and there's like a list mm-hmm. of names on the wall of artists. And I was like, are those real artists? Mm-hmm. I mean, one of them is Catherine Opie, who we've already covered as a real artist that everyone's heard of besides Kristen. And then. Yeah, but I know I know all about Catherine Opie There was Opie another now. name up there that was another <laughs> real artist. And then there was one name up there, Ross Welsh, mm-hmm. who was actually the construction coordinator for the L Word in all of season <laughs> one and in a few other episodes in later seasons. Oh my god! So he, Do you think that he wanted? I think credit? he thought it would be funny to put his name up there, and he's correct. I I laughed That's once hysterical. I figured that out. Good Easter egg, Reese. Good thank Easter you, egg hunt. You. So yeah, um, goes Bette into her office. Goes into her office, <laughs> leaves the door cracked, um, and like she doesn't need forty-five minutes, folks. She needs about three and a half minutes for this um, Can- fucking that happens. But uh, Candace, what what is Candace like- wearing? Uh, what is Candace? You don't wearing? remember? Is she wearing her pants are like no? It's over? a vest. It looks like she's like dressed up as a Ninja Turtle for oh! Halloween, but it's like tan instead of green. I do, I do. She I walks do in remember. in that yeah, vest, like a- and Bet wants to fuck. 
Yeah, Bet is listen. Bet does not care. She could walk in wearing like I a would, Barney. I suit mean, if and... they're gonna have sex, at least take the vest off. I was offended. <laughs> I couldn't think about. I was not. It was a hot scene, but I was distracted. Yeah, she kind of looks a little bit like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. It's or something. terrible. It's a sin. Homosexuality is a sin. But I'm straight now. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop these doesn't. two. These two from fucking against. It, I just want to say that they're fucking against like a like a kind of a translucent wall. And <laughs> I just feel like what's on the other side. But also, you know? Bet sticks Candace's hand on her pants. She yeah. is ready to get fucked. Yo, these fucking sex scenes. They are. are. Hot. I'm just saying. I'm God. just. You know what else is hot, Race? Mm -hmm. That Jenny's full name is Jennifer Diane Schechter. (laughs) JD. JDS. 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 What is that? Jennifer Diane Schechter. She thinks she's like Gertrude Stein all of a sudden. I can't. This is the worst. (laughs) This is the worst. Jennifer Diane Schechter. Jake. Jen Jen DS. She's writing something. I love it. She's so satisfied. She's written something really great. And she hasn't. (laughs) She's just written her name a million times. Anyone could do that. (laughs) <laughs> you know oh, so Jean walks in looking like straight out of interview with a vampire <laughs> which I'm into I'm like so into it I was like yeah Jean uh, and he's like yo it's it's probably like 9pm and Jenny's like what yeah. time is it I was busy yeah, I writing I lost track of time I was, I was writing my name with curly cues over and over again <laughs> I was shading it in uh, and then we cut to um, the crying game, mm-hmm. but it's in Bet's house instead, and she's crying in the shower. Tina's like, "You're you're so exhausted. You deserve to fall apart. And if you do, I'll take care of you." And then, okay, I have a lot of things. Uh-huh. In <laughs> the fact that Bet is fucking Candace. And what she decides would be a great plan <laughs> is to tell mm-hmm. Tina that she needs to have a baby uh-huh. with yeah. her is very fucked. It sure up. is, yeah. Because she's like, it? we need to do okay. this so that I'll so that I will be cemented. So that I'll stop. Yeah, like the only thing that will stop yeah. me from doing what I want to do is if we have a baby. If we have a baby and bring a baby into this fucked up relationship. Oh, but I am just, I want to flicker. I want to just take my one finger and put it by my thumb and release it and flicker yeah. right out of the fucking, sh- get out of here. You know what, Tina's like, I need time. So Tina, yeah, Tina needs time. Um, Ivan, there's like this interstitial. We leave them and Ivan picks Kit up, which is really just to show us that Ivan has like gone full drag for the outing to provocations. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the CAC, and we're here for a minute. A lot's going to happen. Buckle up, yeah. all of our listeners, and, because... <laughs> perhaps stand outside, drink a glass of wine outside in front of the street like <laughs> everyone else is. And then make your way inside to the California Art Center, which is filled with art, I guess. Yeah. Bet rolls up, and the paparazzi are like, so, art. And she's like, the edge of our present culture. Yeah, I couldn't even listen. I just, I was like, monkey, 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 monkey. Couldn't do it. (laughs) That's what I say to myself when I don't want to hear something, because that's what happened in my, like, liberal synagogue growing up. If anybody referred to God using he pronouns, they would go, our teachers would go, monkey, 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 monkey. Because God is gender neutral. Whatever she was saying, I was just like, this is stupid. Yeah, she's pretty stupid. So inside of the CAC, (laughs) 
Gina and mm-hmm. Jenny run into Tim and yeah. Trish and fucking Tim. Gina's so nice. He's like, hi, my name's Gene. Nice to meet you. Boopily, boopily, boop. I can't believe and Gene hasn't Tim is like, talked out of this yet, you know? I guess he's patient. He's been watching those manatee, fake manatees since 99. He's so patient. And Tim is like, did she tell you she's a dyke? <laughs> and then just walks away. like. And he's like, you wow. told me you were in love with that one woman, and now you're sleeping with another woman. But you didn't tell me you were a dyke. <laughs> oh, love you, yeah. Jean. And she's like, mm, sorry. And it's cute. It's really cute. The whole Robin, Jean, Jenny dynamic is so sweet and well yeah. done until, of course, Marina fucks yeah. it all up. But, like, it's just really sweet. It's like, look at Everybody's dating. People are having feelings. And, like, it's cool. Everybody's being chill. Yeah. Then they see they anyway. see Tanya and Dana, and they're like, wow, you guys look alike. And Alice is like, yo, there's something wrong with well, this Well, first bitch. of all, and by the, this is, Tanya says, oh, Melissa Rivers is here. We have to go meet a Melissa Rivers, hi Melissa, and goes off, which yeah. is foreshadowing that I had oh, no yeah. memory of this happening. And it is strong foreshadowing. So Alice thinks that Tonya has killed Mr. Piddles. Do we ever find out if this oh, was she killed definitely Mr. Piddles? Killed Mr. I, Piddles. Right? She definitely Absolutely. did. She killed um, Mr. Piddles so that for, Dana would be emotionally fragile and want to marry her. Because also, like, they have been dating for five minutes, two weeks yeah. max. Max and now they're yeah, married. like anyone. So, this is insane. Uh, I mean, it's gay, but it's insane. Right, and and also like I feel like, and I understand why this scene is done the way that it's done. But like in reality, I think that Alice was on the same yeah. page with Shane, and like I think everybody was on the same page. But in this scene, you know, Shane's grumpy yeah. because of yeah, Sherry Shane's being and a whatever about it. Right. And she's just like, oh, yeah, she fucking killed Mr. Piddles because she wanted him out of the will. Like, drop it. And she just fucking bounces. And Alice is like, what the fuck? That was mean. But of course, it was mean. But it also, I think, shakes some shit up for Alice that we'll see later. You know, like, I think Mm, she is, like, kind of exploring why she is as mad as she is. But in real life, like, everyone would be mad and alarmed. Because also, it is a real concern. Like, is Tanya trying to marry you to take your money? She literally just met you. Yeah, it's it's fucked up. up. So then Steve is like, I'm going to kill, literally murder. I have, I have now a full mafia character, oh, yeah. you know, like if you're, there's not a street you could walk down where you'll be safe if you go near my family. And Shane does not give two yeah. shits. Shane's like, cool. <laughs> Shane's like, cool. I'm going to follow your wife into this mirror room over here. So, uh, whatever. Candace has then switched into a white, a white vest, which is quite nice. It's pretty, it's pretty with nice. With a little necklace. Uh, she's there with... Michaela, mm. and poor Michaela. Yeah, yeah Michaela does not mm-hmm. understand what she's walked into. Yeah, Michaela doesn't know that she's just uh, there to like be on Candace's arm while Candace makes eyes with Bet. And Tina yeah. doesn't oh, this know. Whole thing is real awkward when she meets them. Yeah, Tina, like when they walk over, but somebody, I think Candace is like, "You look beautiful," and Bet's like, "Doesn't she?" And I'm like, "Okay, everybody, fucking call, like everybody, yeah. take a deep fucking breath. Nobody needs to be a part of this conversation." Whatever. Then Jean is like, same-sex walruses. Robin's outfit is illegal. And then Marina appears. And then Marina. And, like, Jenny handles it pretty fucking well, right? Like, she's like, what the fuck? And then she pulls Jean aside, and she's like, let's fucking go. And And Robin is immediately like. Clip out of your hair. It's driving me nuts. (laughs) The clip is rough. rough. It's like a full brooch. (laughs) So um, Robin is immediately like, what the fucking fuck? And they leave. And then we cut to the mirror room 
where Shez Shari and Shane are, you know, fucking talking. And he's like, if you hurt him, he'll kill you. Oh my God, this scene. I, this sh- scene. Tell us. Tell Kristen, us all this about scene. Reese. I remember watching it. I, we, Chris and I, my, my friend Krista and I watched this together and we were sobbing. Like it was, I probably watched it a million more times. Like there was something about it that like I I obviously as displayed earlier in this episode of pod, mm-hmm. I can recite it from memory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I think I thought about it all the time. Also, the way it's set up visually is is brilliant. It is so gorgeous. they're in this weird art thing that has all these like rings, which Aaron walked in as I was watching it, like my roommate Aaron. And she was like, oh, it's the trans uh-huh. colors. Oh, my God. <laughs> So do you think that this affected you so much at the time because you felt like you were feeling for the first time? Like, were you connecting yeah. with what Shane was saying? Not because yeah. I was feeling it for the first time in that moment, but I re- I connected to like that, to that sensation of like having a lot of childhood trauma that made you hesitant to invest in someone. And then of course, when you mm-hmm. choose to invest in someone, they're the wrong person, you know, but also oh, because I was, says- invest- but also it had nothing to do with me. I was genuinely invested in their story. You know, yeah, and, yeah. It's and also like, I mean, it's a it is heartbreaking and it's a brilliant performance by both mm-hmm. of them, you know, like with Shane saying like, you know, I, I now I've had feelings and it feels like my heart is just being like ripped out of my mm-hmm. chest. And that whole like, you know, Sherry has this whole monologue about how how could she have ever thought that this would be anything? Yeah. Was she going to leave all of this stuff for what she calls a little love nest love with a 25 year old hairdresser yeah. who barely has her foot in the door. I hate myself. I know all this. Uh, yeah. Assistant. <laughs> Here's a sister who barely has her foot in the door. But she also, but Shane's like, I could swear you felt the same way. And she's like, well, what if I did? What if I felt more alive with you than I've ever felt in my life? So, yeah. which is her yeah. confirming yeah. like, yes, that is true. true that they are in love. It's like a modern day Romeo yeah. and Juliet. They're over in love, here, but you know? Sherry can't do anything about it because she's not going to leave her husband mm-hmm. or her shitty daughter. She's going to go to Paris oh. with her daughter. Generic old Paris. They're going to go to the Louvre. They're going to have a great time. They're going to eat bad food. <laughs> it's going to be great. Bonjour. Sherry's going to think about Shane for the rest she of her sure life. Is. Well, like, this isn't her. Yeah, the truth. Anyway, so that scene was very affecting. Also, Shane looked hot during the scene. She yeah. was wearing a cute outfit. Um, and like Shane crying. Is yeah. And also say. this is like this. I mean, not so much anymore, but this was like my Achilles heel with characters. Spike is the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is I just did a whole segment on um, The Storm, which is Joanna Robinson's podcast where they're now doing mm-hmm. Lost, where I talked about the character of yep, Sawyer. Um, yep. yeah. Right. Sawyer and Spike and, you know, all Jordan of these Carolano. characters that are like. Jordan, exactly, mm-hmm. all, b- was also on my list. Like, these characters that just, you know, like, you want to be like, you have the humanity in there. You mm-hmm. can feel like, uh, you know, and, and uh, I mean, Shane is a little different, actually, because Shane actually is, like, a pretty loyal, honest person, whereas I feel like Spike and Sawyer and yeah. well, Shane's the lesbian characters. Tim yeah, Riggins. Shane is the lesbian version of those characters. <laughs> yeah, so she's like actually yeah. decent, but um, but yeah, it's like this idea that somewhere in there there is uh, yeah. somebody who can like love and connect and commit, and you become the person that wants to pull that out of people, which is a pattern that I may have learned on television or just may have inherently <laughs> had, but has informed so much yeah, of my life so and so many mistakes. of my choices. 
so many mistakes. But yeah, when I was watching Buffy, I was like feeling like I was like, I am rooting for Spike for some inane reason. Like I hated him in the beginning. But then as soon as it became like, oh, Buffy's going to bring this thing out of him. I was like, Buffy, you better date him. He's finally letting himself right. love. You better do it. Don't let him. Don't All let right. it. Don't make him give up on love. Oh, God. Like, we are we are doomed. doomed. We are doomed. Here we are. Single and 30. Late 30s. But blonde. <laughs> 37 slash 37 slash 38. Made some mistakes. Doomed. doomed. Hashtag doomed. <laughs> so, you know who else is fucking hashtag Ivan's, doomed? Is Ivan's eyeliner mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ivan's eyeliner mustache, but also Tina. Do you think they had any real drag uh, kings on there to give to do his makeup? I don't no, think so I don't either. think that they. I don't. I do not think that they did at all. Um, so yeah, Kit and Ivan are sort of like, "Hey, tell Bet we said goodbye." She's like doing important stuff, and Bet is doing important stuff with Candace in a room enclosed in glass, which seems a foolish choice, uh, an unwise choice. And Tina watches. She watches, what, and this like that like finger Candace's necklace, and then like hold, the way like the. Yeah, the physicality is like brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's just these couple little yeah. moves of like her picking up her necklace, turning away and doing that like grabbing of the hand as she walks away where you know they've fucked. Like there's no way mm-hmm. you would ever 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 hold somebody's fucking hand like that unless you yep. have fucked. And Tina's face, I mean like listen, Laurel Holloman, you know I've really given her a lot of shit this <laughs> season, but she does a great job. Like, just the look alone that she has at the end of the scene is gutting. Yep, it sure is. So. Then we go underground to the underground economy of West Hollywood. I want to say, I want to say we've talked a lot about music in this um, season yeah. because the music was not licensed. And if you watch it on Netflix, it's they not did there. It and I wish that I was a more... Th- Right. That's exactly because when this happened, I was like, oh, my God, right. what's going to happen? Like, is, is Ivan going to lip sync to like a song with the wrong words? But they must have gotten the rights to a couple of songs for yeah. this finale. Another Leonard Cohen. This one. Yeah. I'm, I'm your man. Honestly. So I loved this scene when I first saw it. like this. I loved this. I love the song. I love this. Like I watched this scene mm-hmm. a million times. I thought it was so cute. Like now I think it's like a little cheesy and ridiculous. But I loved it. I thought it was adorable. Yeah, I thought it was adorable at the time, too. And I remember it. Yeah. Like It's one of the scenes that I really remember very vividly. And I think I think that probably part of that is because of what the Ivan Kit dynamic yeah. underlines, which is this like, listen, what is it even right. about? Right. Like, what is what are we really talking about at the end of the day? Like, if I'm making you happy, I'm making yeah. you happy. Let me make yeah, you happy. Like you want me to be your man? I'll be your man. And it's also yeah. like I think Kelly Lynch is a great actress. And Pam Greer is a great actress because yeah. pulling off a, a parking garage lip sync dance scene is pretty fucking hard. It's long. It is long. long. It is the it's whole song. Like- he does <laughs> fake boxing moves at one point. Like she is like <laughs> they, they have like a camera that's like going in circles. You know what I mean? Like they really invest in this yeah. scene and they pulled it. They pull it off. And I loved it. I thought it was hot. And I thought they should yeah, have fucked really, on the roof nice. of the car. They definitely should have fucked on the roof of the car, just like Joyce and mm-hmm. Giles and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Absolutely. All right. So we go back to the tool shed. Back to the tool shed. Robin is like waiting like a creep. Yeah, with like a flower she stole from someone's garden, which is a recurring thing. Yeah, don't. Everyone's fucking with I nature. I don't care how romantic. <laughs> I don't care how romantic you want to be. Don't it's wait inside somebody's house. Route. It's it's creepy. <laughs> 
And so, she's like, but for what it's worth, I was going to dump Marina anyway, which is like, yeah, of course you yeah. were because you guys have nothing in common. And Marina is acting like a psychopath. Yeah, and Marina is out of her fucking mind. And then she's like, also, you should. So I wrote down at first, listen to your message. But then I actually listened to what Robin said. And she said, to your listen to your phone machine. Your phone. I wrote down answering phone machine. machine. I was maybe. It was you wish she thinking, said answering. Yeah. It was. She said phone Ooh, machine. Another, I think uh, I'm and I think down all of my body parts at this point. You you do that and we'll let everybody else listen to. We have to play this message because um, yeah. we've. Yeah. So get so tune in. Listen. Enjoy. Jenny, it's Marina. I'm sorry. Seeing Robin and bringing her tonight. <laughs> I think I'm in love with you. I know I am. I would do anything to have another chance. Oh, fuck. But so first of all, Jenny wins. I would love to Mm -hmm. be Jenny in this moment. You have two suitors in your (laughs) tool shed. Everybody wants a piece of Jenny, man. And the girl who broke your heart is like, I'm in love with you. You know, this. Mm -hmm. she's she's on the come up. She has, maybe we played it as a part of the sound clip, actually, but the the way she says, oh, fuck, after that fucking message plays is unbelievable. Emmy for Emmy Mia. Emmy for Mia. Oscar for Mia. Pulitzer for Mia. So yeah, she, you're right. She fucking wins. She's like, you know what I want? I want both of you to fucking stay here with me and I want to play board games and I want to have a good time. Yeah, it's cute. It's really yeah. cute and it's really powerful. It's A plus, yeah. Jenny. So at Patina's, this is, okay, so right. This is, this is the most intense sex scene ever. Ever? Ever. I mean, like visceral and it's, it starts visceral too. Like before it even gets to where we get, it begins and it's like, Beth is walking in, she's taking her clothes off. She's wearing us like a Selena bra. It's pretty hot. Her yeah, brown, she's I wearing high waisted pants, uh, so she's ahead of the times with uh, trends. She's already <laughs> in our in like 2018, right? But she, they just like really take their time yeah. with this, where she's like at the closet, and she like you see her like feel it, and this is so accurate, right? If you've been with somebody as mm-hmm. long as these two have been together, like you know. Like, nobody has to say anything. And Tina is on the couch, and Bet sort of just, like, looks at her, and she says, like, I know. I saw you. Oh, this fucking scene. I don't know. You talk about it. It killed me. I, this scene was too much for, for me to so, handle. First of all, Tina's sitting real butch over there. <laughs> yeah, she is. Her legs yeah. are, like, yeah. 40 feet I know apart. everything, and now I will kill your family. Mm-hmm. And Bet. <laughs> Bet's move is to try to embrace Tina, which is like, girl, no, man, no. And then Tina Mm -mm. starts screaming. This is like what's crazy about the scene is that Laurel Holloman Emmy's Emmy's Mm -hmm. this scene and like flops so many other scenes. I know. I mean, this like I I would love to know. Maybe we'll get the chance someday to learn more about what happened here. But like this had to be a very intense day of filming because they they both get to a place. And we know that uh, like basically we've seen Bet 
at this point. But like we've never Laurel Holloman, mm-hmm. like I didn't know she had it in her. So I want to know what the fuck they did to Laurel Holloman to get her here because they should have been doing it all season. So she's so Bet tries to embrace her and Tina's like, fuck you. But she says it over and over. She's like, fuck you, fuck you. And tries to like sort of hit her. And then they have mm-hmm. sex. Did she oh, then she slaps Bet in the face. Yeah. And then they have like fighting, angry, sobbing, brutal sex like where there's like one of them is sort of like pushing the other and then the other was like you get the impression through this that they've had like rough sex before like that this isn't like a thing where they're like oh like this is you know like that they've done this because otherwise it would be horrifying and it and it is like they've done this but it's like desperate to a point that they've never been but i agree like especially like when so it like starts where bet is being aggressive in a way that's like upsetting i mean this whole scene is just like very upsetting because no one should be doing this kind of thing to anyone in this moment but also like as a person who's lived a life like i've definitely been in places yeah, like this same, before sure. yeah. right and and like when tina sort of like turns the tables and is like then the one on top of bet and, and pushes like bet inside of her bites her yeah when she like bites her fucking yeah. ear whatever she does it's just like you can tell that's a move like that that they've had sex where tina has hit <laughs> that before yeah. right like it's not exactly what you said like it's mm-hmm. not new it's just that like now it's being informed by so much and also like as someone who has moved through the end of a marriage after also having a pregnancy, yeah. like I feel like like when I watched this scene, obviously in 2004, I had not even uh, a hint of a reference point. But there's something about the way that like Tina is sort of like uh, owning her body mm-hmm. and like having Bet like touch her mm-hmm. body that also to me was like vividly rooted in some of the ways that I felt as my marriage ended, which was like not just about sex. It was like this cellular ending um, that I I just this forget it. I was like, who made me do this podcast? You. What I thought to myself. Me. I did. Because I didn't know. It's like the it's like the time in my life I'm being a gold through this podcast. Well, my my goldfish memory had no recollection of like the the journey that I would go on in this episode. Fuck, man. Fuck. Yeah, this I think when we've ra- ranked like the sex scenes in the L word, this is always like up there, which I guess feels a little crass because it's not like it's like hot because it's not. But it's just so no. fucking real and so there's brutal something and like so hard and so heartbreaking. This is it like, goes I'm not beyond like usually this. the L word doesn't get that complicated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most shows don't get that complicated. I mean, some I, a lot of no, shows do, like, like six feet, you know, shows like prestige TV gets complicated. This like the L word gets very complicated here in a way that's a little bit risky and it works. Mm-hmm. It works. And that there's like, I don't know how to say this sentence and like deliver it as seriously as <laughs> I mean it, because I feel like it'll sound funny. But there's like a there's like a moment in this scene where Tina is on top of bet. And she, I, I don't know if she's yelling or what she's doing, but she's like very upset and her like boobs oh, are yeah. just like fucking bouncing yes. and it's like not funny Mm-mm. at all it's like oh yeah i have been there you <laughs> yeah. know like where you, you don't really even care that your boobs your are bouncing all over the place no you're just like i am so yeah. mad like yeah and it, and that is like not something that i i mean you know i have definitely not watched every television show or every movie out there by a long shot but like i have never seen anyone capture that Mm-mm. out of a queer relationship in in what i've no. seen you don't because we don't well we don't have that many shows that go this deep into a lesbian relationship because they always have to cut back to the straights 
um, which yeah. is why it's, yeah. I mean, it's funny, like, you know, we've said, and Eileen Shaken has said that she thought by this point there'd be other shows like this, um, that it wouldn't be, right. the L word would have still been the only one that really like had, you know, five, six, if you count season six seasons of a lesbian ensemble, <laughs> but like that really mm -hmm. like showed this whole, the whole like life cycle, which is the name of a later episode yeah. of this <laughs> relationship. I don't know. This this yeah, scene is incredible. And like, obviously, also, you know, Tina's dress was probably real expensive. And she just ripped that bitch oh God, right off. Ripped it. She ripped it. Tina looked she nice in that dress. That she just ripped it. <laughs> That's like, if this was me, and I, I'm like the person who in the middle of a brutal fight where like your heart's being ripped out will make a joke, you know? <laughs> I'd been like, you're going to pay for that to get tailored, you know? A hundred percent. Oh, God. Yeah, same. And then you laugh and you're like, oh, yeah, we do love each other. And then you're like, oh, but people are terrible and we're all going to die alone. Anyway. Yeah, that's what we're like. So we like sort of pan out of this scene. And this is nice because we're going to another like wallop of mm -hmm. a scene and they sort of like take us through this board game. Yeah, so playing. Jenny's like, that's like yeah, nice. Yeah, which is nice because also Jenny is the one who you would think would have the heaviest ending of this season. And instead she has the lightest one. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. light, it's complicated, yeah. but it's light. But it's complicated, but it's yeah. powerful. Like she's sort of like owning mm -hmm. herself and like figuring herself out yeah. while all of these other people are like, oh, and shit. And enjoying the company of these two people instead of just fucking. Which mm -hmm. seems like it's sort of yeah. her default, you know? Yeah, it's really nice. Um, and then we go to Dana's yeah. and... First of all, we find out that it's four in the oh. morning. What? Yeah. Four in the morning, three days yeah. later. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> So my notes, I want you to know that my entire, like, m the complete notes in my notebook from this scene is Alice, sob, 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 you can't marry Tanya, <laughs> sob, 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 I just wrote sob, like, the whole time <laughs> also, it was happening. Also, Dana's wearing, like, sob. a white tank top with no bra, and but her hair is still done from earlier in the night, and she looks really hot. Yeah, she, she I, I feel really like all hot. I've done this whole her show has been, like, they look really good this episode. They do though. Yeah. They're all doing a great job, including the in style episode. department. Maybe I just need to have sex. Agree, except for Tonya, not Tonya. Right. When I first when I first saw this, the first time I saw this, this came out of left field for me. I had no idea. Yeah, same, same. I was absolutely not prepared, and I think that's fair. I mean, they really didn't give us many clues along the way. You know, now know. that like. When we watch it back, like when we watched it back, there was a moment at the beginning of the season yeah. where they, they have say. that, you know, yeah, like we obviously we would never because and that's like a little bit of foreshadowing, but mm -hmm. it's not obvious at all. Mm -mm. Um, and yeah, and this is just like it's so sweet and and I don't know, I guess whatever. I probably have other knowledge in my heart that makes this like a particular punch, but yeah. I think that um even on its like face it's just really amazing because they kiss like alice yeah kisses alice kisses Dana. her and then there's a pause mm -hmm. and, and in that moment you're like because you know alice is somebody who i think repeatedly makes herself vulnerable and is often doesn't that doesn't pay off for her at all yeah you know what i mean yeah. at all and so for a moment you're like sees like oh my god and then dana yeah. kisses her 
Oh, and she kisses her so it's like there's something about the way that Dana kisses Alice like she kisses her like hesitantly at like like she wants to kiss her back and she does and it's sort of like a half kiss until a beat later yeah. when like then they are like there mm-hmm. and I think that that I that just reads so true to me I mean I don't think I've ever had like this specific experience but I definitely think that for the two of them like imagining like they've been best friends yeah. for so long like they love each other and they've loved each other in this like non-romantic, non-sexual way for so long. And like that first kiss is just like this to- total fuckery with your brain. And I think it's just done really well. And then Alice is like, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. We do a quick cut to G and Robin sleeping over, yeah. which is like, are you like, is Jenny going to do a triad or something? I don't know. And then no, and she's just like, no, I'm going to think about my life. Yeah. She's just sitting there thinking she's probably like JD, JDS. Speaking the language of the manatees, <laughs> you know, Jennifer Diane Schechter is not responsible for the activities oh, of Sarah Schuster. Arrows yeah. the bittersweet. And then we cut to Shane staring at the empty hair salon. Ugh. At, at the Shane. now, at the already peeling Shane sign. I know they already ripped it off. Yeah. They were like, I they knew already vandals have already, <laughs> have already attacked the space. No one, there will be no shampoo stations in that building <laughs> forever and then alice goes home she walks in and Ugh. tina is on her couch and she's like what's up like what's going on and this too like the energy because i think i mean i know that i have and you have and i'm sure a lot of our listeners have had the experience of like a friendship where you know you're good friends but yeah. like you don't really understand how deep it goes until someone is like I have hit the bottom yeah and that energy is so palpable in this scene mm-hmm. where like you know Alice walks in and is like what the fuck what am I doing and then just like it totally the energy just like is sucked out of the room because yeah. she immediately knows that something horrible has happened um and Tina can't say it like mm-hmm. and that like because I don't I didn't like super love the execution of her going over to the chart and like drawing it but like the reason for that like the reason that that was there mm-hmm. really got me that like because she's trying she's just, not to sob mm-hmm. I think I feel like she's like realizes that if she says it she's gonna just completely lose her shit and so yeah. I mean she asked Alice if she could stay over and Alice is like of course and then she walks over to the chart and draws a line. First of all, I can't believe Candace isn't already on there. Yeah. Also, Bet would have been connected to way more people, but yeah. you know, logistics. Also, uh. she does only manages to type to write out C A, which first of all could be the entire state of California. <laughs> it could be Carol. It could be dog. Carol. It could be Carmen. We haven't met Carmen oh. yet, but she's already there. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It could be so many people. It could. It really could be but. Carol. But the thing is, and I understand. There's got to be. I mean, there's at least three Camerons in their friend group. <laughs> it could be Cameron Esposito. It could be Cameron Esposito. <laughs> it could be Karen with a C. Oh, could be Karen. Calio. Karen, how could you do this to us? Carmel. It could have been Carmel. It's a nice little beach town. Could have been a Caramello. Could have been a Caramello. But chocolate just, bars are like delicious. When I did, when I did sh- shrooms for the first time and like made love to a Milky Way bar in my mouth. <laughs> Like, I remember putting it in and I was like, this is better than sex. 
Oh, you know what? I wasn't thinking about a caramello. Could be Carolyn. I said caramello. I was thinking about a Charleston chew. <laughs> oh God, no one, no one should ever think about a Charleston chew. That's the opposite. Oh, of you know what? You listen. You know what? Get a Charleston chew. Put that shit in the freezer. No one's got I'm a Charleston saying. chew since 1997. <laughs> okay. So anyway, this and then is Tina. I'm back. Tina, <laughs> sorry, Alice. <laughs> I've lost the ability. Alice to Alice is like, oh fuck. You know, and and it really speaks to the fact that Alice isn't even like into the goss, you know? No. No, and that's the thing. Like, that's what I was going to say when you were saying, like, she only writes CA. It's, like, very obvious that nobody cares who... Like, the the point of of Tina going yeah. over there is just to illustrate that, like, Bet has cheated on her and that everything is horrible. Yeah. And then... Alice hugs her and she cries in a way where like you can tell that if Alice was not hugging her, she would be on the floor, which yeah. is also very gutting. Yeah. Uh, and that's it? Is that how we end the and fucking then, no, episode? And then it ends with, with, I mean, then it ends with the song that probably Karen should end the episode with, which is Ugh. Lower's Daughter. And that also, so I'd already been punched. So this time when I rewatched it, I cried mm-hmm. at the end. Like I cried at the end with um, Tina and... Alice. Yeah. Because I mean, obviously had that experience of being betrayed by somebody who you think you're going to spend the rest of your life with Mm -hmm. and experience my friends having that experience. By the time you get to my age, like there's so much that's built up. You know what I mean? The first time I saw it, I cried like five different times during the episode. And then this song, because this song also played at the end of Closer um, and the beginning of Closer, I want to say, which is a movie that like had a very deep emotional impact on me. But it was like, so that song was already really wedge into my heart mm-hmm. in, in like the most emotionally intense place it could be. And then when yeah. they played at the end of this, I remember saying, I, again, I remember like sitting there with Krista in our apartment in East Harlem and being like, fuck you. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the devastation in this episode <laughs> is like very intense. Um, and I don't, and I think it's it yeah. really, the, it's a perfect finale. It like, it sets a lot of things in motion. You know what I mean? It's like who yeah, is. Yeah, it's. I was just gonna say it's it's beautiful and it makes me like angry that like one time when I was in college, I was failing my class in the history of theater and I wrote my final paper and I did a good job on it and my professor was so angry with me because he was like, "You were capable of this the whole time and you like just fucked around." <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about this. Like, if you're capable of this, mm-hmm. why are you giving us these other fucking bullshit episodes? Like, deliver. Yeah. It was funny. It was sad. So many things are put in motion and so many things are, I don't know. It really like you really felt like I think part of like everyone's like season one is the best season. And that's true. Mm. Like every individual episode is 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 like high quality. Not everyone, but a lot of them are very high quality episodes. But I think part of the reason why, especially in this age where most people are binge watching rather than having watched at the time, if you binge watch this season and you end with this finale, you're really going to feel like you've really been through it with this cast. Yeah. And also, you know what else this episode was super light on? What? Marina. Oh, yeah. Fucking Marina. I think we're all just over her. Because she was empty. She was a cardboard character. Yeah, they went for all the characters that like really had us and Marina was not one of them. There was Um, more Tim than Marina because he was honestly a lot more fully realized. Oh, totally. I think Tim was like at least doubly realized as as Marina. I I mean, do we ever understand Marina? I don't think so. No, we don't. But now we know from Karina Lombard's Instagram account. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that the L word was the most. Oh pain. my god! I texted her. She has not returned my text. What do you mean you texted her? Okay, hold on. Catch everybody up in case they didn't follow you on social media. Oh, okay. 
they might not know what you're talking about. Oh, right. So first of all, if you're not following to Ellen back on Instagram, then you are one of the reasons that we are not at 3000 followers and we are almost yeah. at 3000 followers. And like, you also, follow, you, it's not that big of a commitment. I only put up things like once every now and again. I put it's up an incredible account. It's an yeah, incredible account. And like, account. who knows what I'm, who knows what's going to come next on it? But um, yeah, who knows who's going to come next? That's generally the feeling of the show. Like, who knows who's going to come <laughs> next? Like, I didn't know that ever. So many people came this episode, you know? Robin came, Jenny yeah. came, Bet came, Tina came. probably came, Tina came. Yeah. God, so many people came. Probably yeah. uh, Jean probably came. Yeah. Um, I, I bet you Trish Mr. came. Piddles came to God. probably went home. Oh. Did, so did, wait, we forgot to talk right. about how she was, he was frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mentioned it very briefly, but yeah, he was frozen. <laughs> oh, man, okay, the fish so came. The fish came. The manatees didn't come because they mm -hmm. are not on the show, but the beluga whales probably came. Yeah. So, so what were you going to say? Follow you on social media. Follow the Instagram. For yeah, follow my back. Instagram. I have a Twitter too, but I'm not keeping up on it. Let's be real. Because I'm not good at Twitter. I never have been. <laughs> but tell them about Karina Lombard. Yeah, so Karina Lombard, y'all, has been... <laughs> she decided to celebrate Pride by posting <laughs> a picture, <laughs> a picture seemingly from her window of the Pride parade outside of her window. I don't know. I I don't know. She lives in Venice, but she's not in Venice right now because there wasn't a Pride parade. LA Pride was three weeks ago. Although right. I guess Venice might have... Listen, I don't know. What, I don't know where she was. She was in France, Italy, Spain, and Germany. All of them. She All was in them. love language. She was in love language land, which is a new attraction opening at Epcot Center <laughs> this fall. And she posted this picture, a video, and was like, I have stood up for LGBT pride forever. I'm not quoting verbatim. This is just my vague memory of it. But the L word was the most painful experience of my life. First of all, every word in this is hashtagged. Every, like every word. word. Every word. You have to go and look because it is unbelievable. Do you think that she wanted to be on the gay pride parade float in New York and they didn't ask her to be? Like, do you think that she, like, what, what is she talking about? I don't know, but she kept editing her caption um, over the course of the day, <laughs> which was thrilling to me. Uh -huh. um, and one of, And she updated it to say that, eventually she updated it to say, hashtag deal with it. At Jennifer Beals. And first of yes. all. <laughs> is that not even Jennifer no, Beals? No, it's Instagram? not Jennifer Beals' Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fan account. It's a Jennifer Beals fan account. <laughs> oh, God. It's so good. That's so good. Oh, at, Karina, at Jennifer, what are you doing? At oh, Jennifer Beals. At <laughs> Eileen Shaken. <laughs> edited three hours later at Showtime. Oh, she's mad. She's probably first, mad. Probably... First, first she added Eileen. Then she added, like, it was over the course of the day. So she first, original, she added it, Eileen. Also, Karen promised me that if she got her car back, that she would get her license plate that said, that was our new abbreviation for deal with the Jennifer Beals, that she would get that abbreviation on her license plate. So she doesn't do, I'm going to set her money to do it right now. All right, Karen, get it together. Fucking get your license plate together for to Ellen yeah, back. Yeah, deal with wow. the Jennifer Beals, which also like Jennifer Beals. Who's never had an issue with Jennifer Beals? She's never oh done anything God. offensive in her life. So wait, you said here's I I I mean I'm gonna be the journalist in this yes. uh, exchange here. You said you texted. Oh her yeah, I DM'd. Didn't her. respond. I DM'd. So her, what yeah. did you? 
What did you DM her? I just told her that I was a journalist <laughs> and was interested in knowing more about what happened. Ah! I'm going to IMDb this bitch and well, get she, you some ma- Another uh, inside, I was told that she has been deleting negative comments on her Instagram. But also her Instagram comments are all people that are like, oh, like you should say something like you should, you're my favorite character. And I'm like, all you guys are wrong. And yeah, she, everybody's just blowing smoke over there. Yeah. And then she wrote back to some people on it and said, like, thank you so much. It has been a long road. First of all, again, thank you. Hashtag so much. Hashtag. It has been <laughs> a long hashtag road. Hashtag. Stop. Does one oh, say God. hashtag nothing and keep quiet or speak up. And everyone's oh. like, Rita Lombard, don't stay silent. Merci. Okay. Okay, you need to not DM her. You need to you need to reply to her. Oh, I post. have some dignity. No, we demand it. The listeners of to Ellen back demand it. Get to the bottom of this. But if she basically made it sound like she doesn't like gay people anymore. I mean, she has said in interviews that she thought she was bisexual until she was on the L word, and then she decided she hated women. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, she's not an ally. I think we can all. She's no Taylor Ooh. Swift. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, Reese, do you have your fucking, do you have an L word? Wait, we didn't say where to follow us. Tell people where to find you. I mean, you. No, it's, I mean, I don't know. You refuse. Here, there. I'm Everywhere. at home. Follow Reese at home. Anyway. All right, well, if you're, if you're not going to tell people where to follow you, then I'll tell people where to follow me. Follow me at Kristen Olin. K-R-I-S. That's so bad. T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. Follow She's Reese lying, to the online. Can't wait till people pee on each other later in this series. Yeah. Can you have me on that episode? Thanks. Yeah, sure. I could have you on any episode you want to be on, Kristen. Great, great. I can't wait to watch the L word and cherry pick all of the fucking things that I want to be on. Do you have your L word? Um, I do. Okay. I'm, I I don't mean to like Girl, spoil my L word, but I'm like going pretty basic. I hope that's chill. Nothing is chill based on how badly I have to pee right now. Okay. I'm going to count down from three. Three, two, one. One. Lombard. Lesbians. I thought you were going to say lesbian. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Reese, in my pants. it's been a lovely season. <laughs> Can't wait for you to pee on me in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm going to go pee on Kristen, you guys. We're into it. Piss play. Into it. Piss play. Everyone. Bye. Don't kink shame. And so it is. Just like you said it would be Life goes easy on me Most of the time And so it is Shorter store